0: Welcome back to the Nomadic Gregors podcast. I'm Anna. I'm Cam. And we have arrived at the season finale for season one. We have somehow managed to make it through 10 episodes. We have enjoyed ourselves a lot doing this. We are coming back for a season two. That season will be focused more on international teaching. It'll be right on time for recruitment season for international schools. So, We'll, we'll, we're excited to share all, all that we can to help you have a successful recruitment if you're thinking about traveling internationally. But we're gonna end this season with our year in travel. This was our return abroad. We were excited to get back to on a more regular traveling schedule. And so we're just gonna share a little bit of what this year in travel has been like for us.
1: Yeah, we went to some new places. We went to, let's see, for me, Ireland was new. Bahrain and uh, the Emirates. Same for you.
0: And Paris was new for me. Plus
1: France for you. Anybody else?
0: i I think that was it yeah that was it so for starters obviously we moved to saudi arabia so we spent the summer yeah yeah, we spent the summer in oregon doing round after round of packing and repacking waiting for our visas applying for our visas and all of that and so we moved to saudi arabia in mid-august started work about a week later um and didn't really leave the country until october when we went to Dubai in the United Arab Emirates.
1: Yeah, it was our first time in Dubai. We <clears throat> stayed kind of downtown near the,
0: uh, the Mall, Dubai of Dubai.
1: Mall. Mall of Dubai, I think it's called, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, Dubai Mall. The Dubai Mall.
1: I think it's called Mall of Dubai. It doesn't matter.
0: Tell us in the comments. Is it and Mall of Dubai? or no, no, don't tell Dubai. us in the
1: comments. We'll look at it. <laughs> That's not worth commenting on. All right. Um, so we went there. It was nice. It was still hot. It was hotter than we expected in
0: Dubai. Yeah, in it was October. It was still pushing like the high 80s compared to Saudi. Yeah.
1: The heat wasn't bad. It was the humidity still.
0: Yeah, it was it was surprisingly humid. By the time we went to Dubai in October, Saudi Arabia had cooled down significantly. We were maybe in what the low 70s at that point.
1: <coughs> yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, so going to Dubai where it was a little warmer and it was a little more humid was was a change. But it was really nice to be in a big city. We are big, big city people. We get re-energized in cities. I, of course, I'm a big tall building fan. So I was very excited to go to Burj Khalifa, tallest building in the world. That was great.
1: So anyways, we went to Dubai and uh, as Anna said, we are, you know, we're big city people. Um, Which means that we go from staying on our couch (laughs) and going to bed at 9.30 on the weekends to, hey, we're going to stay out until 1 or 2. We're not partying, but just, you know, having casual drinks somewhere. Yeah. like Um, In Dubai, it was, uh, you know, nice bars, lounges, uh, shisha lounges. Um, So we went up. So we did that. We went up to, as she said, we went up to Burj Khalifa. Um, We paid for a slightly more... A slightly nicer experience and got to go up to a special well not special but more expensive area
0: yeah so there are about three um packages or like observation experiences at the birch khalifa and mm. we paid for like the second highest one which takes you to like the second highest observation deck that you can go and you can have like coffee and pastries and whatever and just sit and enjoy the view it's really nice it's
1: really nice it's a lot less crowded because um, yeah. most people aren't paying for it and um I would recommend that over the, I mean, the lower one, you can go outside and actually be outside around the building, which is pretty cool. But uh, I recommend going up even higher. That was more entertaining.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was just enjoyable to, um, you know, be away from the crowds and just kind of walk (coughs) at your own pace and kind of enjoy the views without the rush of having to move with the crowd or like trying to find a spot for a picture and all of that
1: yeah uh, i apologize to you because despite all of our travels this year and not catching covid
0: dun, um, dun, dun.
1: i finally caught covid <laughs> about a week and a half ago
0: i'm still undefeated
1: um so i'm still <coughs> getting over that um
0: i'm still undefeated
1: so that that part was nice just be on the lounge go to Burj Khalifa. we went to the older part of dubai went to the souks the markets We didn't buy anything because unlike, say, Asia, where you can buy anything, these specialize in gold and jewelry and stuff, which is fun, but also more expensive and nothing that we really wanted. Yeah. Um, And then we found another little area. I don't know what it's called. I never looked it up. That felt like an old part that was being refurbished. It had niche little shops and a hotel. Um, It was quite lovely. It was our last day there. And we'd like to go back.
0: Yeah, it was it was kind of like an art gallery type of area where <clears throat> there were a few smaller art galleries and like people that did um, calligraphy. We bought a few um, handmade calligraphy items, including one with my name. Um, smaller coffee shops where you can kind of sit inside in covered courtyards. So you know a little bit more of I guess like what you what you imagine that it was like in the olden days it was it was quite lovely we didn't spend as much time as we wanted there but definitely a part of Dubai that that we would love to go back to
1: yeah Um, so that I I don't know I feel like that kind of covers Dubai I mean it's Dubai we didn't do everything we wanted to yet we want to go back and do a desert experience in Emirates we haven't been to Abu Dhabi we went to the expo the world expo oh that's right um, which was fun
0: yeah I would say definitely like a one-day activity I think that um it was um i would say it, two two days two yeah, days because I guess so.
1: it, at least in dubai because it was hot so two days you could have gone for a little bit left and then
0: um yeah it's definitely um i think now kind of uh i don't know that now it's so focused on the technology like it used to be you know when it first started
1: i felt like all the things were focused on technology like i guess russia and Hungary or Bulgaria, whichever one it was. Slovakia. Slovakia, the US, they were all focused on tech.
0: I guess so. I mean, there were some that were like a little bit clearer than others. Like we could not understand to save our lives what the way that the Russian exhibit was set up. Like it was visually really interesting, but we we really couldn't follow along. The US was a little bit more.
1: It was space oriented. Yeah, it was very space oriented. Space exploration, SpaceX. Um, and NASA. Not the other one. What's the other one that Jeff Bezos owns? Uh,
0: Blue something. Yeah. Blue Origin. Is that what it is?
1: I don't know. Anyways, yeah, like she said, Russia was kind of, it was tech-oriented, but we couldn't really figure out about what. Uh, Mexico was visually stunning, but I had no idea what it was about. Yeah. Uh, We went to the Dominican, which was not tech at all. It was just cultural.
0: Yeah, so the Dominican Pavilion was mostly focused on, like, the areas of the country (laughs) that are, you know, naturally stunning and and worth visiting and of course some of the products that that we're famous for. Unfortunately none of those products were for sale. Which was
1: we signed up to win a free trip to the Dominican, but (laughs) we seemingly didn't win.
0: Probably not. But it was it was a cool experience, you know, at least for me, like reading about the World Expo and history books and like you see all these landmarks that, you know, are left behind (laughs) from previous world expos like the space needle was built for the Seattle Expo, the Eiffel Tower was built for the World Expo in Paris. Um, I know that there were things done for the Expo in Montreal, including the Montreal Expo team, the, the baseball thing, team.
1: The thing in Shanghai was built for it, I think. Which one? The Pearl Towers, that was The it Pearl called? Tower? I think. Oh. Maybe, I don't know. I might be making that up.
0: But anyway, it was it was a cool experience. We I don't know that we would go to a world expo again but it was it was cool to see the country's pavilions I, were fun i think
1: we'd go if it happened to be where we were traveling i wouldn't I travel to go to one exactly <clears throat> saudi wants to host one in 2030 um and if we're here still i would go yeah um you know but we want to go back to the emirates i want to go to abu dhabi <clears throat> i've heard good things about abu dhabi go to i think universal studios is there yeah i think so i think it's a harry potter world i want to go to that um, and we have friends that live in Abu Dhabi yeah. so I want to go to that you
0: know he, wa- he wants to go to the theme parks I want to go to the Louvre and the Grand Mosque you know I'm, I'm, I'm sophisticated like that
1: <laughs> she's lame <laughs> um, anyway we, so, we are
0: returning to Dubai actually um, in a few weeks to start our summer but it's it's just a good jumping off point that to hasn't start. happened
1: yet so we won't yeah. talk about it um, so that brings us to our next trip really was Christmas I guess or like the winter break yeah and we went to Ireland and I'll say France, but we went to Paris.
0: We went to Paris. We didn't go to France. It
1: was my first time in Ireland. Um, I've been to the, I've been to the, the Isles before, but to the British side. Uh, and Dublin was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, we. It
1: was small and walkable, even though it was cold in winter.
0: Yeah, um, it was. It was a really enjoyable city. We stayed close to the <coughs> to the Temple Bar area, and that was that was really fun and there was shopping and eateries and we could we could really walk most places that we, we walked, wanted to go and we walked see.
1: everywhere the only time we took an uber was when we went to the airport
0: oh yeah and like to get the car rental because it was near the airport it was at the
1: airport yeah so, but i mean we drank our weight in guinness um
0: it was amazing ate a lot
1: of sausage and potatoes mushy peas mushy peas it was delicious yeah uh, we went to trinity college got to see the book of carols which was pretty cool we went to... I think my favorite part was probably the Guinness uh, where Guinness Storehouse. Yeah, Tour. that was really cool. Got to see how Guinness is made. And parts were closed because of COVID. You get to see the Guinness, the original Guinness harp. Yeah. That uh, they still use on their logo today. It's actually older than the harp that Ireland uses on their insignias. And Ireland actually has that harp at the Trinity College with the Book of Kells. Um, but they had to flip the... The symbol, so as to not infringe upon Guinness's trademark harp, which yes. was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you <clears throat> look at the harp that is used in the insignias of the government of Ireland, is in one direction, and the harp in Guinness's um, regalia is in another direction because Guinness had the trademark first, which we had no idea about. It was which crazy.
1: Pretty crazy, yeah. And Guinness is their storehouse has what? A, a thousand year lease on the land or something like that something like that something crazy yeah
0: Um, it was a really impressive factory to go to it was cool it was great it was great
1: Uh, we also went to the we went to a Jameson tour as well yeah not a tour it was a a tasting
0: yeah it was a tasting
1: we got to go it was essentially like a private tasting because it was just us and one other couple even though it's normally like 15 to 20 people Um, being winter and COVID uh, there wasn't many people there so we got to try uh, different kinds of Jameson that some of which I had never heard of. They were all delicious.
0: Some of them are only sold um, mm. in Ireland. Others are available <coughs> in other places. Others are limited edition. But it was it was really interesting. I definitely prefer Irish whiskey to Scotch. I, I can't do the the single malt. Stuff It smells amazing, but I, I can't do it. My mouth flinches. Like, when I drink it, it flinches.
1: Anyways, um, so pretty much, I mean, that was Dublin. I mean, we had some great food in Dublin. Um, you know, even though it's Ireland, it's not exactly known for its food. Um,
0: we also went to that bar restaurant that was, like, open in the 1100s or... Something like uh, that. I
1: don't know what it's called. Yeah, I mean, there's. Whether yeah, that's true of, or not. I don't know.
0: There are a lot of, like, little places that, you know, carry a lot of history and, and everything else. We also went to a couple churches, which were really interesting to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Went to St. Patrick's, Saint Patrick's cathedral, cathedral, right?
1: Yeah. I don't really know what that means. I, don't, I think he just called St. Patrick. Something has.
0: Anything uh, to do with I actual St. Patrick?
1: No, because he would have been well before that was built.
0: I have no idea.
1: He would have been in what, like, the second third century okay yeah so long long time ago
0: but i I believe i
1: believe he was actually a pagan that Mm. that celts worshipped and then once the the romans took over sort of converted him like they did many other pagans into a saint interesting in order to convert people to christianity
0: but eventually we did kind of run out of things that we wanted to do in dublin so we decided to kind of break things up also turns out that a lot of things in dublin are closed on the 24th 25th and 26th of december so so. yeah so that meant that our our ability to do things and go to places was limited so we decided to break things up a little bit and step outside um and go to the west and go to galway
1: although we did all that before christmas yeah so we were actually back in dublin when everything was closed yeah so we drove over to Galway, which is my first time driving on the wrong side of the road, which is <laughs> terrifying, um, especially on some of those narrow, narrow streets. There was a number of times where I was turning left and turned into the wrong lane and screamed a little bit internally. <laughs> uh, but we found a really lovely little uh, Airbnb on some inlet um, about I don't know seven or eight kilometers south of Galway, um, run by an older man and his wife. Which was fascinating because their daughters were also international teachers. One of them is um, somewhere I want to say in Asia. I don't remember where. Um, in China, anyways, I think. So it may be in China. I don't remember. Um, so in Galway, we went and explored the city proper. Kind of went to their Christmas market, which
0: it was kind of shutting down by the time we got it there. It wasn't but...
1: that exciting. It wasn't you know like uh, Strasbourg or some of the German German ones that you hear so much about. But it was so fun. And um, they had some very cool, older-style streets and back streets and um, just pubs and shops to step into. Yeah. But the highlight was probably we drove down one day to the Cliffs of Moore.
0: It was amazing.
1: Um, it would be spectacular to see it in the summertime when the weather is uh, nicer. But in the wintertime, it was very empty. We saw one proposal.
0: Yes, someone proposed, like, uh, right behind us.
1: But it was beautiful. And, you know, we didn't get to see as much as so we... We didn't get a walk as far as we would have liked because it was just, it was a bit rainy and too muddy. Yeah. Um, And we just didn't want to get super muddy. We weren't, we were prepared for it. We just didn't want to. Um, Even
0: even with the wind, we got enough sun um, to, you know, kind of see breaks (coughs) in the clouds and um, see the cliffs proper with, you know, not too many clouds disrupting them. And we got to see some rainbows, which was cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place.
1: Yeah, it was probably... It might have been the highlight of the entire trip, um, including Paris, for me. Uh, okay, for you. For me. Um,
0: it, was, it was impressive. Anyway,
1: really so like we went go. back to Dublin, and I mean, we didn't do anything new at that point. So then we hopped over to Paris. I had been to Paris before, but it was Anna's first time, so I'll let her talk a little bit about Paris.
0: <laughs> um, so we had um, kind of tried to find a good place um, to stay that would kind of be an in-between being able to walk to landmarks but also have things around us, which is kind of our strategy when it comes to Airbnbs. We try to find places that are easy to move, around close to public transportation and where we can get a few basic necessities like maybe a mini mart close by maybe like one restaurant if we can swing it so we decided to stay um, in Bastille which is not necessarily like super close to everything but everything is walkable um, and we were close to a train station we had a really lovely restaurant <clears throat> like down the street that we've talked about in our blog so if you want to hear our impressions, <coughs> we are working on those as we go because we have a lot to say. She um, has more to say than I do. Yeah. I've so, done my,
1: I did one obligatory post about Paris. And that was it. <laughs> I did all the ones about Ireland so she can do Paris.
0: Yeah, so of course we went to, you know, all, all the expected places. The Louvre, we stayed at the Louvre for like six hours. and We were
1: really there longer than that. But anyways, yeah, we had a list of places we wanted to go. The Louvre. Yeah. Um, and even I saw some new things this time. Like I did not realize the first time that Hammurabi's code... Was in the basement there, which was for me the highlight of the Louvre.
0: It was awesome.
1: Yeah, the Venus de Milo and Mona Lisa and any of the um,
0: that Da Vinci victory, paintings. The Victory statue with the angel wings. The, I don't remember the name.
1: The Nike statue. That's it. Yeah, the goddess Nike, Nike, however you say it. Um, what else was in there?
0: Um, well, there's a
1: ton of Da Vinci paintings. There's the French yeah. Crown Jewels. Yeah, which were pretty cool. But for me, it was Hammurabi's Code, which was. I mean, historically, of all the things in there, that is probably the most significant.
0: Yeah, um, I did want to see like a lot of the Delacroix paintings that are there, depicting the French Revolution and the aftermath of the French Revolution, and that was really cool for me personally. Um, we did see, and as we were um, at the end of our time, we ran into a lot of like Assyrian um, like wall inscriptions and like Mes- ancient pictorials. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. it was awesome this and then of
1: course code. yeah
0: a lot of ancient egypt stuff that was really cool um and then yeah just just incredible art and 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 culture that has been preserved from so many different eras was, i would i would go back to the louvre every time i go to paris yeah, it's, it's incredible it worth it.
1: but it was packed yeah i mean it was like there was no COVID at all it was packed yeah. it was crazy so that was on our list for sure um, unfortunately as you probably maybe don't know I don't know Notre Dame is still uh, under refurbishment and reconstruction from the fire they had in 2019 um, you can see the the rose window is still intact which is pretty fun um, and you can still go down to the crypt underneath which is uh, a little bit in front of the actual uh, cathedral. cathedral so we did that um, what else did we did? we went to the uh, Musee d'Orsay
0: yeah which, we managed to swing that one on like the free Sunday. It was also packed. It was okay. A lot of Monet, a lot of Van Gogh. It's a very Impressionist museum, so if that's your thing, you're probably going to like that a lot. Yes, yeah, a lot that, of Rodin.
1: That one wasn't exciting to me. Um, I'm not as much into modern art. Um, we
0: went to Victor Hugo's mansion Victor Hugo's where mansion. we saw that, that Rodin <coughs> of Victor Hugo, which was, to me, just We actually didn't incredible. go to the
1: Rodin Museum. Nope. Um, <laughs> not this time, where you can see... Um, the the thinker. thinker. And my personal favorite, his gate to hell, which is uh, it's massive uh, iron door, which is really cool. Um, and a little creepy, because it is a gate to hell. Um, so other highlights. We went to the...
0: We went up the Eiffel Tower. We went up the Eiffel Tower, we to Eiffel
1: Tower at night. It was we went up,
0: on New Year's Day.
1: It was lit up blue because uh, France pe- is now the... What?
0: The pre, it's presiding the European Union.
1: That's what it is. So it was lit up blue, uh, which was really fun. And it wasn't too packed.
0: It was manageable. Yeah,
1: it was it was fine.
0: It um, was kind of weird to go like through a walk around the tower at night with the lightning and everything because like you ended up with pictures that looked really eerie, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was it was really fun. We liked that.
1: Um, yeah, we tried to go to a concert, but didn't happen. A tickets were really expensive. Yeah, uh, we wanted to go see sort of like a, a winter holiday concert
0: in a church a
1: choir essentially is what it would have been doing, performing Mozart's Requiem yes yeah which would have been fun but that's okay we were also trying to be safe with COVID
0: yeah but something to Uh look into if you're in Paris during the Christmas holiday there are a number of church concerts um, performing (laughs) like classic pieces and stuff (coughs) we of course went to the Arc de Triomphe on New New Year's Day as well
1: there was a time you could go up to Arc de Triomphe but I did it the first time but at least I'm pretty sure I did maybe I didn't i pretty sure I did, but couldn't this time.
0: Um, we also went to the Pantheon, which Pantheon, was amazing.
1: Was. Yeah, I wanted to take her there. Um, where are you going to see where uh, who's interred there? Voltaire. Voltaire, Rousseau. Rousseau. Uh, Madame Curie. Yeah. Uh, Victor Hugo is yes. interred there. Uh, a number of people. They were just adding someone. The first...
0: Um, it was Josephine Baker. Josephine
1: Baker. The first African... The first... Well, I guess she is African-American. Yeah. She's not just... She's black, but she's American.
0: yeah, she was um, American. but she lived
1: most of her life in France, right?
0: She did because at one point in her career, she was just not allowed to perform in the u s. So she moved to Europe and then eventually um, joined the French resistance, was in the French army, um like did a lot of work for the French government and has, you know, became a really like <clears throat> important figure in French art and culture, but also in the resistance movement during the war. French people love her, so now she's, She's one of like her, they're important people and she's in the Pantheon which was really cool to see because like to me like I knew Josephine Baker from like jazz. <coughs> I had no idea that she had done all of that stuff in France and had been in their army or anything. Like that. I was like, "Whoa. I didn't know
1: who she was. I'd never heard of her." <laughs> I'm not into jazz. So, I'm too I'm uncultured swine. Anyway. Um so yeah, I mean, we went to a few other cathedrals here and there. We went to one on the top of the hill, which I don't remember what it was called.
0: Oh, the Montmartre one. The yeah, the Montmartre. Sacred
1: Heart. Uh, Sacred Heart. We, we walked by Moulin Rouge. We thought about trying to go to that too, but it was also it was like two hundred and fifty euro a person to go see a show and dinner, and yeah, it didn't for something what I assumed was going to be fairly gimmicky these days. Uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. If you've seen a show at Moulin Rouge, please let us know whether it's worth the money. Yeah. Um. uh, Two other things for me that were part of the highlights that I had never done in Paris before. We went to the um, crypts, the...
0: The catacombs. The
1: catacombs, the Paris catacombs. So when I was there the first time, uh, the museum was there, but I don't know if it was open, and it just wasn't as publicized yet. There was more talk, more people just sort of sneaking in on their own, because these catacombs house about 9 million people underneath the city of Paris and extend for miles in essentially every direction. But we went and paid for uh, not a guided tour, but a, a certain path you go on. Yeah. And there was one of the creepiest things and solemn things I've ever done. It's just yeah bones and bones and bones and bones.
0: Yeah, it's just you're walking, <coughs> you know, for you all you see is bones and you know when you know how that happened and it's because like there were multiple times in the history of the city of paris when the graveyards were at capacity and people had to be moved because there was so much death it's very sombering and so it's it's kind of nice to see that you know they've built a a proper structure around it so that so that that's preserved and, and people get to see it
1: sombering is that a word yeah somber I know somber is somber.
0: somber somber yes okay. somber is the word Okay, okay. I'm sorry <laughs> um,
1: so that was really interesting uh, but the other perhaps m- most fascinating thing that we did was the Saint-Chapelle oh yes the uh church Cathedral, Saint-Chapelle, the Church of Light.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: it's very small.
0: It's like the sister church of Notre Dame. It was built at a time when they needed to move something from Notre Dame because Notre Dame was in repairs and so they built this kind of like mini church. They
1: built you know, they built it initially to hold relics.
0: Okay, just for And now those relics
1: are in, at Notre, Dame. in Notre Dame. Including gotcha. uh, What's Christ supposed
0: to be like the crown of Christ. And
1: a splinter from his cross. Um, I don't remember... The, one of the one of them is gone. One of them is in Notre Dame. I don't remember seeing that in Notre Dame when I was there last time. Maybe it was. <clears throat> um, but
0: we did go to Saint Chapelle,
1: and it's also next to the Justice Department, essentially. Oh, like right? the courthouse? Yes. Where they it's where they people were essentially beheaded during the Revolution. Part of it, um, and then um, now it's their main
0: uh, their main courthouse courthouse for the country. Yeah.
1: Not just the city or the region, but the main com- uh, for the country.
0: Yeah, incidentally, so, we, we had to go through some security checks to go to Saint-Chapelle and show our <laughs> ticket because there was a big trial going on. It was the beginning of the trial for the, um, some of the people accused in the attacks of 2015 in Paris, and so there was a lot of heightened security. But we were able <laughs> to get to Saint-Chapelle without an issue.
1: But other than that, we just walked around the city. We drank a ton of wine. Um, (laughs) New Year's was packed. There was no show at the the Eiffel Tower because of COVID. Yeah. Um, So we just found it. uh, Like Ireland, everywhere had uh, heating outdoors. Um, They had space heaters up above to keep people warm. And so we just sat outside with a bunch of other people and had lots of food and lots of wine. Yeah. Um, Did that pretty much every night. And that was sort of our Paris trip.
0: Yeah, it was. It was quite lovely. I mean, most of the time we would just go out and walk and walk and walk.
1: Yeah, sometimes it was too much walking. Um, we
0: did start like using the the, the metro after more. a couple of days because
1: we were averaging like fifteen, sixteen miles a day.
0: Yeah, my feet and your were feet destroyed. Were just we also went to Versailles at the end of oh, our yeah, trip. We, we went to Versailles. I've not
1: been to Versailles before. Um,
0: we figured out how to do it in public transportation because it is about an hour con- out we, of the city.
1: We 90% figured it out. <laughs> Us and everybody else couldn't figure out how to get the tickets to work, or we all bought the wrong kind of ticket. Yeah. So we had to all be let out um, when we got there, but it doesn't matter.
0: This is probably going to be an unpopular opinion. I found it kind of underwhelming. I mean, it was beautiful and impressive, but I don't know. I was just like, okay.
1: I didn't go the first time. So this time, I also didn't think it was that great. Um, Having seen prior to this numerous palaces in Russia, including uh, Peterhof and the Winter Palace, um, which are in a way more spectacular. Maybe maybe it would have been different if it had been summertime at Versailles. But Peterhof in the summertime, has an ungodly amount of fountains. Yeah. Um, They're all coordinated. And the Winter Palace, the Hermitage, of course, claims to be the largest art museum in the world with over, I don't know, two or three million pieces. Wow. Um, and it's just massive.
0: Yeah, so... You know, we went to Versailles, (coughs) maybe if we go to Paris in another season, you know, it would be nice to go back and see what the gardens look like with the fountains on and all of that, but... A lot of gardens
1: would be prettier in summer and spring,
0: but... Yeah, we did go to other gardens in Paris, like, we went to Tuileries, which I had wanted to go to since I started learning French. We went to the Luxembourg Gardens, which are very popular with... Parisians themselves, like a lot of Parisians, just go there on Sundays. We went to Trocadero, which was packed on New Year's Day, because you have to go through Trocadero to get to the Eiffel Tower. It was packed.
1: Yeah. It was all underwhelming though, as far as beauty goes, because it's wintertime. Yeah. So like the tour was not that, I mean, it was everything's dead,
0: so what are you going to do? Um, but Paris is always a good idea. So say, <coughs> yeah. And we have to agree. Paris is always a good idea.
1: It's, there's very few cities where as fun to just walk around as Paris. It's, um,
0: when we were coming in, you know, I thought that the hype was not deserved. I was like, oh, this is not going to be as impressive as I think it, it's supposed to be. And then we got there and, you know, it was the morning and I saw it. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, the hype great. is deserved.
1: I do love Paris. I, Paris like better, is beautiful. I like it better than London. And pretty much any other... European city I've probably been to. Maybe St. Petersburg, Russia, I like better.
0: Because
1: hmm. um, they have canals.
0: Oh, good point.
1: Which are fun. But, um, and white nights. What, is, oh, what does that mean? I mean, it's because it doesn't quite... It's far enough north. Oh. They very, it's pretty much light. Not quite light all the time. Like they're not that far north, but it's pretty close. Nice. I think it's dark probably like two or three.
0: Which takes us to spring break.
1: Spring break, and we went to Bahrain for the first time, and... We went twice to Bahrain, but I think we can probably just talk about it in one go.
0: Yeah. Um, We went to Bahrain on spring break, and then we went in our May break for Eid.
1: Bahrain is like a smaller, more expensive Dubai.
0: So much more expensive. Oh, my God. And definitely
1: more expensive than Saudi, but still has a nice little bit of a city feel to it. Yeah. Um, We went and stayed near uh, some mall. It's attached to a mall.
0: Yeah, Um, in city center.
1: And each time we would go, we went to the West End to, once for brunch for Mother's Day, which we didn't realize Mother's Day. We just wanted to go to brunch. Yeah. Um, and then another time we went to <laughs> an awesome uh, Mexican place at the West End and got... At nice the Ritz-Carlton. At Ritz-Carlton, not West End, sorry. Both times were the Ritz-Carlton. Um, and got some delicious tacos, margaritas. It was delicious. Which was all really nice. But the main reason we went in spring break was to go watch Formula One, which yeah. we've already talked about in one episode at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was our first time going back to Formula One since Shanghai in 2015, uh, and a much better experience. We had better seats. Uh, it wasn't as you know. It was only a 30-minute drive versus a two-and-a-half-hour train ride. Um, the weather was more manageable. Uh,
0: it did get cold. It got surprisingly cold. I like had you a, had to buy a I hoodie. had to buy a hoodie
1: because <laughs> I didn't bring one. Um, but it was it was it was a lot more fun. Um, oh yeah. And so we enjoyed it a lot. We thought about trying to go to another race this summer in Austria. Uh, we missed out on tickets. And as it turns out, the timing would have been... I'm glad we didn't.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't have been
1: we were, exactly... It, well, I mean, we would have had to just shift everything. That's fine. But,
0: but it does mean that now he's <laughs> finally in a place where I can actually... Think about races that might fit our travel calendar and keep going to Formula One races because he had a he had a good time and now I guess we can say that we're both. Um, we watched we've watched so, every
1: race since and I bought a video game that I've been playing probably too much of when I had things to do at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, we we watched Drive to Survive, the Netflix show, in like it four was, days, yeah, that was four pretty, seasons that was in like four days.
1: Anyway, so Bahrain, I mean Bahrain's great. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice lively like. Uh, Area for going out on Fridays and Saturdays, um, and it was—it's a nice little reprieve from Saudi. Yeah. Um, not from Saudi per se, but from where we live in Saudi because we live on a compound, kind of outside the city, which means that it's not that exciting. It's just us and a bunch of families, <laughs> and while families are great, you know, sometimes I don't want to be around families.
0: Right. You want, you want some separation between work and school sometimes. And that is one of the things that happens in international schools and international teaching is that sometimes it's all the same. Like your work and your life and the people you have fun with are all the same. And sometimes you need a little break.
1: Yeah. There's also Shake Shack, which we love. Yeah. Um, it's delicious. <laughs> what else is there? Well, that's probably about it. Yeah. Um, we have a nice little hotel bar that we like to go to. Um,
0: At the Westin.
1: And a few yeah, a few nice places to go and have some shisha as well. Yeah. Uh, we like Bahrain. It's a short drive. It's, you know... If there's no traffic for us, it's probably like 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. Including...
1: And depending on how long it takes to get through customs and immigration.
0: Yeah, that's coming, the part that is a little bit... Coming back more the second
1: time, it probably took us an hour and a half to get through all that.
0: There um, was a lot of... There were a lot of people returning from the e-break. It was and,
1: e-break, so that, that makes a difference. So that, yeah. was, that was less fun. But what are you going to do? Um, so that kind of brings us to... Now, now we're as Anna said. We're going back to Dubai in a couple of weeks um, to kickstart our summer break before we head off to uh, Austria, followed by some time in Germany, a little bit in Belgium, and then rounding out Europe in Amsterdam. Yeah, and then off to Chicago for a couple of days, and then back home.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be a uh, one of the busiest <coughs> um, summers of travel that we've ever done, but we're really excited, and I think that. We will hopefully kind of use mm. our, our time in Saudi Arabia to you know, start our summer with um, a few weeks of travel on our own, seeing a few new places, and then heading back home. It seems to be like a good plan, we'll see what it looks like in future years, but this year we're starting with kind of a big Europe trip, kind of hopping around a little.
1: Yeah, all new places for her, a yeah. few new ones for me, Vienna and uh, Belgium, or Austria and Belgium um but they'll all be new for her i've been to germany before but never southern germany only up north and
0: yeah so bavaria will be very
1: new, new but i've been to you know berlin and koln Köln and hamburg hamburg and some other one that i can't Hanover. Remember. hanover hanover i left, hamburg i mean um so that'll be new and then um we'll have another new one this this fall winter when we head to qatar for the world cup we have two oh, tickets yes? <sighs> uh, we're trying to get a third one to go watch us play england but we didn't win the lottery, so maybe we'll buy one for that if we can get one.
0: I will, I will cry when I am in the state. I will cry. I and will then,
1: cry. Uh, we're hoping to maybe go to Jordan over our October break, but we'll see. Yeah. Because we're planning uh, to go see family during the holiday break in winter. And uh, from what we've seen, that will not be... Cheap. That will not be Holy a cheap cow. trip. Um, <laughs> that's our plan right now. If costs go up, we're going to have to shift our plan.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you always have to kind of be flexible, but when, when you're living internationally and, and you're trying to like maximize your breaks to use for travel, because it's one of the reasons why we do this, um, you do have to plan in advance. So looking ahead and like trying to see what could work in like six months in advance and, and planning for your travel calendar, it's not unusual.
1: Yeah. So right now, you know, tickets to back to the DR, they're almost expensive for the two of us alone, is our entire European trip this summer. Airline, hotels, everything. Um which, which is <laughs> absurd. And uh, we want to go. We really want to go. we need things to change a little bit.
0: Yes. Yes. We're, we're we, hoping that the news of old production increasing will maybe take prices down a little bit. We're, we're hoping. We're hoping.
1: Yeah. Because while we do live in Saudi, we're not making that oil money. So. <laughs> no. Anyways, that's all for this first season. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and we'll be back probably in August or maybe early September. just depends. Um, we can't, But, you know, we'll see. We'll be, as I said, we'll focus on international teaching. Hopefully have an interview or two. Um, and I think maybe we'll try to plan it around the hiring season itself. An episode uh, every week or two as things progress throughout the hiring season. Uh, we'll see, though. We haven't. We're still in the stages of the process of planning that. So.
0: But you know, we we started this as an experiment. It's something that Cameron had talked about wanting to do for a while. <laughs> and we decided to kind of jump on it, see if we even had the stamina to finish a season or like do a season with a number of episodes. So we're really glad that you've you've joined along. That that you've <clears throat> given us feedback on audio, feedback on video. We really appreciate it. We, we really, really appreciate your support. And we hope that you join us for season two. Tell yep. your friends.
1: All right. Uh, thank you. Red like, subscribe, find us on Spotify, ev- everywhere, all social media, Nomadic Gregors, except for TikTok. I don't have no, TikTok.
0: We're old, we don't do TikTok. No.
1: As I posted <laughs> on Instagram the other day, I watch TikTok on Instagram reels, like a normal grown-up. Correct. Anyways, thank you guys.
0: Thank you.